If you've ever heard of the author Dr. Gary Chapman, likely you know that his name is very synonymous with the five love languages. It's a study of these different expressions of love that often take place within any sort of relationship. So we have words of affirmation, that we have touch, we have time, we have gifts, and then finally we have acts of service. And that these tend to be the most common ways that we express love to one another, whether in a friendship or a romantic relationship, that these are often the ways that we express love to one another. And indeed, they're important, and it's something that's part and parcel of our humanity, that we're expressing love to one another in this way or that way, that we receive it in a certain way and we give it in a certain way as well then it's no surprise that we come to this evening when we celebrate the Last Supper, that celebration of the Passover for the Lord in a particular way, but also a moment of preparation for the passion and death and then subsequent resurrection. That this is a moment that is preparing for all of those things, but foundationally it's the Lord pouring out his love in a tremendous way. But what are those ways? How is the Lord pouring out his love in these moments? If we start off with the first reading from the book of Exodus, it's helpful to know the context of the reading that we find ourselves in. That we hear that it's from Exodus and we hear about the Lord saying that this is going to be a particular time and a particular month that you're going to celebrate at every moment of the year, that you're going to celebrate every single year. And then as that comes along, you're going to call it the Passover. But we have to understand the deeper context, because the Israelites are still in bitter slavery to Egypt, that they are still encumbered in chains to the Egyptian people and to all of those, and they're in this life of servitude. And so they're looking to be free. And the Lord has been acting tremendous works of might and power, and he's been giving all of these different plagues and these different occasions for the Egyptians to be convinced to let the Israelites go free. But none of them have worked just yet. But then comes the last one, and the Lord is preparing them for this last one, that he tells them about the way that they're going to prepare for this Passover of the Lord, that they're going to take and slaughter a lamb, that they're going to roast its flesh, and they're going to take its blood and put it to the side. They're going to consume the lamb itself, and then they're going to take the blood and paint it on the doorpost and on the lintel, reminding of the Lord's sign to each and every one of them. And that night, what happens? Well, that night, that spirit of death washes over the entire land of Egypt, that it's looking for that sign of blood on the lintel and on the doorposts of those Israelites, and if it sees that sign, it passes them by and simply goes away. But if it comes to the Egyptians, they're not so fortunate, because then they lose the firstborn of each of their households. And it's a powerful reminder of the way that this lamb, in particular, this sacrificial lamb, gives over its body and gives over its blood so that the people might have life. And that probably sounds very familiar to us. Because indeed, we have the fulfillment of this. That through the Lord's passion, death, and resurrection, we are given his body and his blood in a very real way. Not just so long ago, but we're given that in the sacrament of the Eucharist, of the Lord's body and of the Lord's blood. And indeed, when he celebrates the Last Supper, he celebrates the fact that he is giving this over to them in the forms of bread and wine. That in fact, they become his body and they become his blood. And he's commissioning them to do this in remembrance of him. But what is foundational to this? It's a symbol of life. That as much as it could be a symbol of temporal nourishment or the way that we eat for a while and are satisfied, but then we need to eat again, this is a food that gives us power and it gives us nourishment for eternal life. 
And so we're given this powerful reminder that the Lord commissions and he gives us this sacrament on this very night, that as we pray, for the, pray through the Eucharistic prayer together, that you're going to hear that this is the very night that the Lord gives us his body and gives us his blood in the sacramental presence and in the body and in the blood in the presence that we have. That that bread and that wine are transformed and transfigured and trans, transubstantiated into the Lord's body and into the Lord's blood. That is the first expression of his love that he gives us tonight. Then the second one. We come to St. Paul in this first letter to the Corinthians, and there's this powerful reminder that he's giving of the Eucharist, of the need to take this body and to take this blood and to do this in remembrance of the Lord. Indeed, he's very, he's very mindful of that reality of the Lord giving them the sacrament of the Eucharist. But what's more, he goes back just a step at the very beginning. That he tells the people then, the, the church at Corinth, that he's not giving them anything new, but he's giving them something that he himself has received from the Lord. What is that? That is the priesthood. The priesthood is that guarantee that the body and the blood of the Lord will always remain present in his church, that they will always be available to the faithful that wish to partake in these beautiful sacraments, that they are always going to be here amongst us, that the priest is the one that stands in the person of Christ and ensures that the body and blood of Christ are always made present on the altar. And indeed, that's a gift because the priesthood doesn't just do this, but it celebrates so many different sacraments, so many different signs and wonders in our midst, not just so long ago, but even at this day. But it's not on his own power. That in fact, it's on the Lord's power that he gives them what they are to do, that they themselves receive that power from on high. And indeed, there's this mediation that the Lord is giving them this power to distribute to the faithful the graces that are required and the graces that are always needed. St. Paul is very mindful of this, but nonetheless, it's a reminder of that priesthood. And then there's a sort of connection that goes into the gospel, because there's that reminder that the priesthood is not a position of prestige, it's not a position of authority per se, but in fact, it's a position of Christ the servant. That we see that whenever Jesus finishes the Last Supper, what is the first thing that he does? He goes before the rest of the disciples and washes their feet. Something that would seem humiliating, something that would seem demeaning, something very ordinary, and yet the Lord gives them that beautiful and powerful reminder that they are at this very service of those that they serve, that they're not in authority, they're not in this sort of power over them, but instead they're there to serve them. And indeed, it's a reminder for the disciples in a particular way, that as they enjoy being commissioned as those first priests and those first sharers in the priesthood, nonetheless, there's that reminder and that important one that they are servants to the people nonetheless. But there's a catch here as well. Because as much as he's commissioning them to go forward and give these acts of love, to continue to go forward and to give the sacraments, these signs and these tangible elements that give us God's love in beautiful and powerful ways, as much as he's giving us these things in the midst of that time, there's still this reality that he is also giving us something more. A commissioning to go out and to be charitable to one another. Because my brothers and sisters, we're given these beautiful gifts and we're given these beautiful sacraments, and they are beautiful things, and we, though we might think of them in a certain perspective, that they are given to us as a sort of, a sort of position, and yet they're not. Then in fact, they're not giving, given to Lord over anyone else, but in fact, they're given to be shared. 
that they're given for us to not only enjoy ourselves, these sacraments and these avenues of grace, but instead they're given to us to continue to go forward to the entire world and tell the good news, to tell how Jesus Christ has handed over his body and his blood, how he's coming to give us life and give it abundantly, that this isn't just news for us, but it's news for the entire world. So it falls to us to continue to go forward to the entire world to do these acts of charity, to wash one another's feet in a particular way or in a manner of speaking, but nonetheless to be servants to one another. And so that's what we're really given this evening. Because as much as Dr. Gary Chapman has all these different love languages, these ways that we can express and show love, no matter what they might be, he still falls short in the ways that we receive love in the sacraments. The ways that we receive it in the Eucharist, the ways that we receive it in the priesthood, and the ways that God has given us so much grace and so much abundance of this grace, especially on this night above all nights, whenever he institutes the Eucharist and the priesthood on this very night at the Last Supper. That we're given these signs of love, and we're given these to remind us of their power and how privileged we are in a certain sense to have these things. But nonetheless, we're given them to share, to go out and to go to the entire world, and to tell them the good news, that Jesus Christ has given us his grace, and that he wants to give us life, and to give it abundantly. Because as many different love languages as Dr. Gary Chapman has discovered, he still left the sacraments to the side, and that's where we pick up tonight reminding ourselves and others of the beautiful signs and symbols and the ways that Jesus Christ himself is made present in his body and in his blood in the Eucharist and the ways that he wants to show us his love and the, abounding, the, abundant, the abundance of his mercy for each and every one of us. My brothers and sisters, as we celebrate this night, as we remember the Last Supper, let's continue to be mindful of those ways that the Lord is expressing his love to each and every one of us. Now let's take that love and to go forward to our brothers and sisters, especially those in most need of his love as well.